Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Do you bleed green? Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. <laughs> This is Birds 365, hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. Here we go, here we go! Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50 plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack and join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go. Let's go. Go. And good morning, Birds fans. It is a football Friday here on Birds 365. My partner is John McMullen. I'm Jody McDonald. And we're here to talk Eagles football with you for the next two hours to get into a holiday weekend. Um, Monday for the 4th of July, the Birds 365 guys will be uh, on holiday. Thank you to our bosses at Birds 365 for giving us a little bit of a day off. Uh, We'll be back here on Tuesday. And the countdown is on, Johnny Mac. 25 days until Eagles camp opens up. Just over 70 days until that first regular season game. Can you feel it? I can, because once it turns to July, I say, oof, training camp is right there. Right staring me in the face. And that's a grind. So, yeah, I'm getting a little antsy, Johnny Mac. Like Nick Sirianni on a Haddonfield tennis court. I'm Ooh, getting a little antsy. Yes, we, <laughs> we touched on that at the end of yesterday's show. We'll revisit that at uh, some point today. Uh, it, it's I don't want to say it's a nothing burger, but it's certainly being it's close way, to a, a way, burger. way, way to hell yeah. out of proportion. But I'm going to uh, call it a nothing burger, but I like to make jokes about it. You know, why not? We'll, well, we'll probably have some fun with that today. All right, uh, J-Mac, I checked your late, latest missive on jacobsports.com about the optimism that surrounds this Eagles football team. And in my opinion, and I'm, I know full well in yours as well, that it's warranted, that it's merited. And you decided to look at it a specific way through, and don't kid, we're not going to be Pollyanna about this, there's a whole lot of gambling that goes on around the National <laughs> Football League with the fact that legalized gambling is in so many states and all you got to do is have an app on your phone and you can get action 24-7, 365. So, yes, there's uh, a lot more gambling talk because there's a lot more gambling going on in the National Football League. 
And the Eagles are getting some pretty damn good respect across the National Football League. If you look at the individual games they have scheduled to play this upcoming season. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the particular book that sent me the information doesn't have the week 17 and 18 lines. Uh, so it, it's basically one the first 16 games and the Eagles are are in those games. And we talked about a lot, uh, especially at, at the beginning of the season. Um, when you look at at Detroit, Minnesota at home, um, at Washington, uh, Jacksonville at home. Eagles are favorite every single one of those games. As expected, uh, first game they will not be a favorite is at Arizona, which is understandable. But as a whole, over those first 16 games, Jody, Eagles are favorites 10 times, underdogs just four times with one pick'em, and that's the pick'em game is Dallas at Lincoln Financial Field, which I believe is week six. Um so I mean, you know, if you if if you take care of business and do what's expected of you, this should be a very good team. We know that never happens. I mean, there's a reason um uh you know, betting is difficult. It's not easy. You could just go bet the favorite every time and you're not going to win a lot of money if you do that. Uh um but, you know, they're projected by a lot of people to be better than the majority of teams on their schedule. So, I mean, and, and if you think about it, if you're heading into week 17, which, oh, by the way, is New Orleans and the New York Giants, the last two games at home, both of them at Lincoln Financial Field. And if you're heading into that, those two games as a 10 or 11 win team, you, you got a chance to be 13. Uh, according to, because you're going to be favored both of those games. And I say that confidently, Jody, because even if New Orleans is good, and I know we back and forth, I don't think they're terrible. I think they're going to be a mediocre team. Um, You probably think they're going to be a little bit better. Oh, yeah. But even if they're favorite, I, I, I would say it's very unlikely if the Eagles come in with 10 or 11 wins that they're going to be a favorite in, in Philadelphia. Right. In I, Philly, the Eagles yeah. are going to be favorite. That's my point. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of optimism even outside of, of Philadelphia with this team. And part of it has to do with the schedule. I mean, we talked about it. If you look at the schedule on paper, it's among the easiest schedules in the NFL. And uh, I, here's the one thing that it doesn't come into consideration, the numbers that you use in a column that you wrote. Uh, and again, because – Gambling has risen here in this country and people are, are more adept at it than they understand it. Even in a game where there's a spread attached to it, the uh, the book, for lack of a better word, can, can slant the odds. That they can make a team a three and a half point favorite, but then also make them minus 118 instead of minus 110. So you have to add a little bit more juice on top of it. And that's why you can't just, well, bet the favorite every single time. Here's a percentage. Yeah, going. Well, yeah. well, no, there's, gonna, there's ways. You're not going to win much. They, they uh, balance those books for yeah. you. But just the fact that they are going to be a favorite in that many games of the first 15 games, you said uh, the last two, then put lines out, tells you that this is going to be a good year for the Eagles, at least as of right now. It's an optimistic year of the Eagles. 
so here's what it comes down to for me. You also gave uh, the Cowboys uh, stance against the odds for the first 15 weeks of the season with no lines out on weeks uh, 16 and 17 yet. They're favored 11 times. Yes. So the yes. Eagles are 10. The Cowboys are 11. This is something we discussed yesterday with Jimmy Kemsky. It's going to be a two-team race. Although yeah. I was a little surprised. Jimmy kind of likes the commanders better than I do. A lot uh, of I, people. Somebody else did, too. <clears throat> I mean, I like the commanders better than than you do. But I don't think they're going to be in the conversation with the Eagles and Cowboys. I think they're they're both Washington and the Giants are favored four times, I think. Uh, they're better than the something. Giants. They're better than the Giants. They should be better than the Giants. Now, they have so many outside off the field things as well they have to deal with so you never know that can go in a really negative direction but talent wise they should be better than the new york giants i'm not that's not saying much i don't think because that's one of those teams where i look at clearly that are saying by their actions we're rebuilding this thing we're in a rebuilding mode uh, washington is at least trying to go forward and you could argue maybe they shouldn't that might be the better argument uh, maybe they shouldn't. I think they're clearly a better team on paper than the New York Giants, but hey, you know, people have them in that same realm. And uh, I'm very much a guy who uses wagering lines and gambling lines and stuff like that in formulating opinions on both games before they're played and seasons before they're had. So you definitely had my attention yesterday with the numbers you put out there about the Eagles. And trying to draw optimism on a team before the season starts, the other way you can do so is via people's opinions before the season gets underway. And that's rankings and lists, and we go through them all the time. And John's got one working right now with his buddy Ed Kratz on Sports Ulster. Everybody's coming up with their birds' top 25 most important players. And it means basically zero. It's not going to have an effect on the outcome of any games whatsoever. It's just... For consumption for Eagles fans, for Cowboy fans in Dallas and Giant fans in New York and Chiefs fans in Kansas City, everybody's looking at these lists and trying to compare where they fall in line as compared to other teams. It's just fun for conversation before the season starts. And then you actually start playing games and you actually have standings and you actually have wins and losses. And what someone's opinion of you before the season started was... It completely irrelevant. Doesn't matter. You're, you're going to go out and decide it on the field, which is the way it's supposed to be. But I do want to look at uh, one list uh, as far as optimism goes for the Eagles. Pro Football Focus, which we lean on a lot here on Birds 365. Ben Lindsay, one of their uh, lead writers, ranked all teams' rosters in the National Football League. And he had the Philadelphia Eagles as the seventh best roster in the NFL. JM, that's pretty high. Yeah. He had him ahead of the uh, Super Bowl uh, AFC representative, the Cincinnati Bengals, a better roster than the Super Bowl champions from just two years previous, Kansas City Chiefs. Um, that That's pretty high praise when you've got teams that went deeper in the playoffs than the Eagles did last year. I get it. Tyreek Hill is now in Miami, and that's a, a swing position, and A.J. Brown is here in New York. 
should the Eagles be rated ahead of the Chiefs and the Bengals? I know it's AFC, NFC, so we think it's kind of apples and oranges, but there's 32 teams in the National Football League, and you can rank them. <clears throat> Are the Eagles the seventh best roster in the NFL right now? You know, I, I would have to dive a little bit deeper into it. I, I mean, when people – we had talked about that, you know, how talented is this team recently and i i remember saying i think they're in top 10 ish i think they're in that equation so when you start to get into number seven number eight number nine i don't know you know my assumption from understanding pro football talk is they're going pretty deep into it and what i would say is all positions are not created equally and you know i'm doing it with my top 25 eagles like as we continue going down this, my top 25 Eagle is not the most impactful Eagle, which is what Dave Zangaro and the NBC sports Philadelphia people are doing the most impactful Eagles, which is different from just the best pure, pure football players. The Eagles from two to 53 are pretty stinking good. I mean, when you compare them to every other team in this league, but let's be honest, it's more impactful. And even, even if you want to take the quarterback off the, the table, we talked a, a little bit with Jimmy Kemsky about this. The Cowboys are really top heavy. They have difference makers though, at the top of their roster, guys who can go out and win games. Do the Eagles have that? They didn't have it last year. Do they have it now? Maybe AJ Brown, Hassan Reddick, maybe they're closer. Um, Add to Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard defensively, and all of a sudden Jordan Davis and yada, yada, yada. They've added significant talent. But one of the things I noticed in Tampa, and we talked about, well, Tom Brady, Tom Brady. And, yes, you can keep all the accolades you want on Tom Brady. They're probably not enough. However, Tampa Bay also has difference makers, guys who can affect the game on both sides of the football, whether it's Mike Evans, whether it's uh, Vita Bea, who we talk about a lot, Jordan Whitehead in that game, I think was Antoine Winfield even more. Um, but he was a little bit banged up, but I'm talking overall guys who impact the game. Um, the Eagles didn't have that last year. Hopefully they've gotten closer to it this year. But yeah, if you have the quarterback, you 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 have a, a large leg up and, and they elevate everybody else. That's what the great quarterbacks do. Right. And when you're ranking rosters around the National Football League, like Pro Football Focus did, you can't not put the extra added emphasis on the quarterback position. You can in a different who's the who's the most influential player on a given. Yeah, then you've got to factor the quarterback in. If you're just talking most talented player at his position, that's a different thing. That's why I've got a question about the Eagles in their number seven ranking in the NFL. If you are someone who considers the quarterback position having that great an effect on the way you look at a team and the way you would rank them and their entire roster, um, Jalen Hurts on Pro Football Focus's rankings for the quarterbacks last year came in number 14. Out of all the quarterbacks in the National Football League, he was 14th ranked. If you look at just the passer ratings in the National Football League, Jalen Hurts was 22nd. So on a passer rating, which is a statistical crunching of the numbers, he's in the bottom half of the league. 
on the pro football focus rating. He's in the top half of the league. He moves up from 22 to 14. That's a pretty damn big leap, John. Uh, so there's got to well, be a reason behind why he's ranked eight higher. And I think you and I both know the biggest reason for that is his ability to run the football. Yes, his impact on the game. And that's why, that's why I would value the 14 of pro football focus. And that's good news for the Eagles fans over All right, but here's over the, the 22. That, that was a 22 that you noticed. But yeah. here's my problem, Jody. So as you were saying this, I didn't know you are going to bring it up, but I popped it up. So I looked at what pro football focus did. All right, one is Buffalo, Josh Allen. Two is Tampa Bay, Tom Brady. Three is the Chargers, Justin Herbert. Four is the Rams, Matthew Stafford. Five is the Packers, Aaron Rodgers. Six is the Browns, Deshaun Watson, when he ever gets on the field, but they're counting him. Uh, seven, Jalen Hurts, Eagles. Okay, that's a sore thumb. I mean, that's a sore thumb. Are, are, are they saying two through 53, the Eagles are the best team in football? Are we going that far? Damn close to it, is it not? Uh, and here's the, the, the part I was trying to get to about Jalen Hurts. If he's the 22nd ranked quarterback in rating, which, again, is just passer rating, but if you add in all the other aspects of it, he moves up to number 14. That tells you the running game that Jalen Hurts gives you moves him up not only just a little bit, but pretty damn significantly from 22 to 14. That's a real good thing, is it not? Well, hold on. Wait a minute. The Eagles want him to do less this year. So they want to take one of his needle-moving strengths, which is his ability to make plays with his legs, and let's reduce that. Let's not have that this year. Let's throw the football more. We don't want you taking off Jalen. We don't want you rushing for a 700 and change. We don't want you rushing for as many touchdowns as you ran last year. Is this a good idea, John? Or does it have to be that way because that's the National Football League in 2022? It's it, it's more the latter of what you said. I mean, that's what the Eagles believe. You have to have an explosive passing offense to be consistently good, consistently good. That doesn't mean you can't have seasons and spikes and build up everything perfectly around it and do it different ways, and we've seen that. But they'd be consistently good, the Tom Brady's length of, you know, 15, 20 years is asking for too much, but even 10, 12 years, those are the Brady's, those are the Mannings, those are the Rodgers. What do they have in common? They have they have consistently great explosive passing offenses. You can go about it in different ways and win in a particular season and make a long run, but you're not going to do it consistently. And I believe the Eagles are correct, correct in that. Um, and that's what they want, and that's what it, what they want to get to. Uh, get to, but Nick Sirianni, in between, you know, angry rants at the tennis court, will realize, hey, if it's not working, it's not working. He's already proven it, and we'll go back to trying to win the football game on that particular week. So it depends: are you looking short term or long term? The Eagles are looking long term, and and the fact that they want. Um, that consistent passing offense. And I'll end it here because we got to get to our buddy, Joe Santa Liquido. But if you go on that top roster list after the Eagles, it goes Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, and you got to go all the way down to your guy, Tua and the Miami Dolphins, who I think are 10th, eight, yeah, eight, nine, 10. 
um, before you have another question mark. So, and they have a great roster after what they've done in the off season. So, you know, those are the two sore thumbs right now that stick out in the top 10. And my guy Tua is going to make John uh, McMullen and many others say, Oh shoot. Did I actually call him a question mark before the season started? Uh, Tua will be answering a lot of those questions. Well, you got to give me he's a question at least, Jody. You can't say he's proven at this point. No, I'm projecting going forward to the I'm saying I believe at the end of this season you won't be calling Tua Tungavaloa a question mark anymore. You want to call him one now? Yeah, you can do that because he hasn't had uh, the bust out season. I think there are reasons and explanations for it, and Tua is not at the top of those lists. Uh, with the added weapon of Tyreek Hill this year, yeah, he's going to be expected to be a non-question mark, and I think that's the way it's going to go. All right, uh, we are the Magamac guys. Joe Sanoliquido of both Philly Voice and Bleeding Green Nation is going to join us next here on Birds 365. News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk Champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left. Thank you, Mama. Mama, go up, up, up. She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
got John McBone and Jody McDonald here with you on Bird Street 65. But we're lucky enough to have a third wheel with us. He's a powerful wheel at that. Our buddy Joseph Filipino ops aboard. He of uh, Philly Voice and Bleeding Green Nation. How's your summer going, Joe? Good, good, real good, guys. Uh, back with the Baltarage again. I think, you know what, though? You guys used to think I was nuts, but now there I'm going go. bananas. Yeah, <laughs> bananas. I like no, that. I'm going oh, bananas. bananas. Okay, I like it. It's pretty bright. I give you credit and more, uh, give you nerve for wearing something that friggin' uh, yellow, but more power to you. I don't, yeah, I, wanna, I wanted to get you on uh, because. I you scared the snot out of me to be truthful with you earlier this week. Uh, and I have that I'm, tendency. I'm as guilty <laughs> as anybody else. I'm your basic consumer of information. Mm-hmm. I saw the headline on your piece for Bleeding Green Nation. Mm-hmm. Is AJ Brown the next TO for the Philadelphia Eagles? And maybe I'm a glass half empty guy, but mm-hmm. the first thing I think of with Owens is oh shoot, he took the team apart. I know how great he was, Eagle fan. You don't have to explain it to me. I know what numbers he put up. I know he's in the Hall of Fame now. I know everything Theo did. But I think some Eagle fans look past the fact that he was here all of one year and helped to take the team apart after very much helping him get to the Super Bowl. Were you just talking about on the field? Or were you looking at both on and off the field for the Brown-Owens comparison? Both on and off. Um, I think we all agree. I don't think the Eagles have had a receiver of this caliber since T.O. was here. Um, Talking to some folks I know in Tennessee, they were like, you know, yeah, great talent on the field. They didn't exactly, obviously, they didn't exactly like the way he left that situation. Uh, They thought it was, uh, they thought he pressed it. Um, and obviously we know Vrabel didn't – I don't think Vrabel wanted to let him go by any means. Um, but now, you know, now he comes to the Eagles. Um, you know, when T.O. arrived with the Eagles, that Eagles team was already built to win. That team was built to be a Super Bowl contender. I think we would all agree that uh, T.O. was the cherry on top. Um, A.J. Brown is not the cherry on top. A.J. Brown is is, uh, is, is going to take far more of a role with this team. I mean, T.O. – the Eagles were very good. That that 2014 was very good to begin with. T.O. made them better. This is a team that, granted, they made the playoffs, but I, I think we also agree it's a team that's still in a nebulous situation. Um, I think, I think on paper, I think they're going to be very good this year. I think on paper, I'm going to go here with this. I think they're good enough to at least reach the second round of the NFC playoffs on paper, the way they look right now. And uh, AJ Brown's going to be a big part of that. He is, um, he is a big personality. He's someone that certainly when you, you know, you know, when he's in the room, like you knew when T.O. was in the room. So there's a lot of similarities both on and off the field. Now, in terms of being a complete destructive force right now, I don't see that in AJ Brown. Uh, I think he just got the new contract. He's got to be happy for at least two years, maybe three. And um, so far, we've seen all the good. So everything right now over these next two or three years is going to be very hunky-dory and yay, sis boom type of thing with him. Uh, I, I think – and I, I could see fans tanning, chanting, you know, AJ, 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 like they used to chant T.O., T.O., T.O. Um, so I could, I could see all those things happening. But – Watch for the future. 
That's all. I mean, when things got a little bit shaky in Tennessee, he jumped shit. He did everything he could to try to get himself to, to try to rattle that ship before they threw him off the ship. Uh, we've had, <laughs> excuse me, we've had situations here in Philly with prime players who were on the edge of a contract uh, situations. I, I'm going to bring Malcolm Jenkins to, to, to bear uh, and, and, and also Michael Hendricks. I mean, those guys could have been disruptive and they were certainly leaders. Certainly Malcolm was a leader. I, I put him on the pantheon of, of the, of the greatest leaders in Philadelphia sports history. Um, and they could have rocked the ship with their contractual situations. They could have brought what their personal situation was and they could have brought it in that, that locker room. And, and they didn't. Um, I'm not saying A.J. Brown did that in Tennessee, but what I know and what I was told by a few folks down there that, um, you know, they, they got rid of him be- before he really could have exploded that whole thing. You know, it's an interesting conversation, Joe. When when uh, Jody brought up, when Jody booked you for the show, we kind of brought up a little bit. And I said, you know, A.J. doesn't strike me as a T.O. personality. I don't think we're going to see sit-ups in, in the driveway. Let's put it that way. Although he's probably doing sit-ups. But I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, physically, this is the most impressive receiver. You're right, since the Eagles have had T.O. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a family guy. You know, he brought Jersey, his, his daughter, to his press conference. Mm-hmm. He He's not boastful. But here's the key to me. Um, he does have a big personality, though, John. Yeah. He does but, have a big personality. In in the locker room. But, but, but here's the key to me. Mm-hmm. He's good friends with Jalen Hurts. So yeah. I think if there's going to be an issue, there's going to be an issue, as you said, down the line, if the Eagles move on from his best friend and they go in a different direction. And he's like, I want to play with Jalen Hurts. There I could see a little bit of an avenue. But it was interesting because A.J. Brown was helping you, Joe Santa Liquido, last night. Yesterday was his 25th birthday, or was it his 25th birthday? Because, A.J., I don't know if you saw this, but he was on Twitter talking about years and 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 astronomy and lunar years and i don't know if i'm 25 or 18 and the year is re- and by the way he's right that the year is not 365 days we mm. do that as a society to make things mm. easier for people but aj was going off about this so people were accusing him are you drunk get off twitter <laughs> are you high get off twitter now aj doesn't did, drink did he doesn't did smoke. he go down is the earth flat room no he didn't go somebody asked him that <laughs> somebody asked him when Kyrie, uh he did not go down that route but he ended up deleting the tweets because that stuff can go in a negative direction really quick mm-hmm. now i'm not into that stuff but i can tell you a, a for instance, a day, 24 hours. It's not really 24 hours. It's close to 24 hours. I don't know the exact number. I'm sure there's some nerds on the stream. Uh, but it's not, we do that as a labeling system. But when you do that as A.J. Brown, and people were just piling on, and I'm thinking, wow, Joe might have something here. He's on Twitter. Get up Twitter, brother. Yeah, I I, uh, I didn't know that. Um but I, I, I don't know if it's a curse or a blessing. Uh, sometimes I just have a tendency to know personalities and read them pretty well. <laughs> we know a particular number 11 that used to play here that I got a vibe from, so I'll stop there. <laughs> but um, I agree, John, with, with everything you said about AJ uh, from what I gathered. 
Um, uh, the thing that, again, and this was, uh, um, I am certainly far from a genius, <laughs> both know, <laughs> and I'll admit myself, but um, I, I, I'm very dependent, as we all are, on information fed to us and given us by people that are around situations that know um, that no situations better than 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 we do. And when someone mentioned, you know, Joe, you're up there and he kind of reminds me of T.O. That's when the antennas went up. And I'm like, you know, and then you start putting some pieces together. Uh, yeah, John, I agree with you. I don't think he's as outrageous as T.O. was. Um, uh, but I think there's there's a potential there for him to be disruptive. Uh, I think we saw a trace of that in Tennessee. Uh, I'm just saying, you know, sometimes, you know, you, you, you buy the beautiful bottle and you're looking at it. We'll watch, you know, what's the saying? Buyer beware. So uh, I, just just a heads up, you know, the antennas should be up. Uh, I am, I'm, I'm sure and I hope uh, for Eagle's sake or for A.J. Brown's sake, uh, they, you know, they're, they're chanting his name, A.J., A.J., A.J. Uh, and there's a chance with, with, with things the way this team seems to be shaping up that there's going to be a lot of AJ, AJ, AJ chance. And um, uh, I, I'm going to, again, I, as I told you guys on, on your air uh, a month ago, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer that this is a double digit team, uh, double digit win team. And I, I think it's a team and I, I've said it. And I have no problem saying, it. I mean, I, I think they're going to win the NFC East uh, with what they have back. Um, uh, this is something interesting, guys. I had a chance to talk to two NFL head coaches, one former NFL head coach, and one OC yesterday. And they had some very glowing things to say about Nick Sirianni. They had some glowing things to say about Gannett. And the thing that was interesting that uh, I got from two of the four gentlemen that I spoke to is, again, there was a time in the season. Well, first off, credit to Sirianni. As we all know, he adjusted. He, he rearranged things. But we knew what they were going to do. And we still couldn't stop it. And there were there were there were holes in that in that front that you could drive a, a, a railroad a, yeah. a, a train through, you know. So we still knew what they were going to do, and at the time we didn't have the personnel to stop, it. you know. And this was this was some this was some folks that that are certainly in the know and, and certainly faced the Eagles, you know, and knew what they were going to do. There's certain things you could just this physical laws of nature. When Lane Johns come, Lane Johnson's coming down on you. Yeah. You know, uh, um, and, um, you know, and Kelsey's pulling and, and, and my lot uh, that is, a, a, again, arguably, well, it's, I think it's the best offensive line in the NFC East, arguably the best That's offensive football. line in football Yeah, yeah. I think it is. with the and the fact that they've been playing together. Um, obviously Jeff Stoutland, they, they have, you know, someone, you know, worth certainly worth more than his weight in gold and, and how he's formed that group and, and how he, you know, in terms of his coaching ability and technique, but yeah, they, they will create, again, we knew what was happening. We knew what they were going to do and we still couldn't stop them. Now, in terms of whether or not you're able to do that on a larger level, which we all saw. And the uh, NFC uh, playoffs against Tampa Bay. Okay, there comes a point in time where, hey, you got to be able to throw a few card balls there. You, you need a plan B and a plan C. And obviously, the Eagles, in terms of uh, still wrestling with the big boys of the uh, the NFC, in terms of Tampa, in terms of the Rams, in terms of the Packers, I, I still think there's some work that needs to be done for them to get there.
I, Joe, I ran this by John just before he had John, and I want to run it by you as well. Um, Jalen Hurts and his ranking in the National Football League. Pro Football Focus coming out with the rankings heading into the year, have him ranked number 14, 14th uh, top quarterback in the league. Last year's passer ratings, Jalen Hurts was 22nd in the league. So how do you get from 22nd up all the way up to 14? Well, his ability to run the football and make plays with his legs. Beside mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson, he's the best at it in the National Football League. But we all believe they're going to lean on that less this year. That they're going to try and reduce those numbers because they're going to throw the football that much more to his best buddy, A.J. Brown. Um, is there a chance that taking Jalen Hurts' strength and reducing it this year could actually hurt the football team, that, that they're going to miss that aspect of his game. We believe they've added weapons around him and the passing should be better. But will the subtraction of his running actually turn out to be more than the addition of more passing? That's a great point, Jody. And one of the gentlemen that I had the pleasure of talking to yesterday brought that very point up that, you know, how Sirianni – and is it help me out here, guys? When he turns around, he turned the play calling over to is it is it Steichel? Am I pronouncing Shane Steichen. Steichen. Uh, when he turned around and, and and turned the play calling over to him, they played to Jalen Hurts' strengths. They, uh, I'm not going to say they dumbed the offense down, but they 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 played to Jalen Hurts' strengths. And again, they knew what was going to happen. Still couldn't stop it. Um, now I'm I'm hearing from people and, and John, you were down there during some of these OTAs. Uh, you know, you had some people, <laughs> some people making Jalen Hurts look like the next coming of Tom Brady and Aaron uh, Aaron Rodgers. By the way, he was throwing the ball. But uh, again, talking to some people, very respected people in this area, saying, "Well, you know, you can look like you can look like a." a you can look like the next coming of, of Tom Brady and Joe yeah. Montana in, in, in a helmet and, and shorts and T-shirt. Um, one thing I think that was apparent is that he, he's throwing a better ball. His technique seems to be better. Um, whether or not he's able to still be able to do that when the heat is on. And I actually think he can because just the way Jalen's wired. He's a very low-key guy. He's seen pretty much everything out there. Um, so that's an advantage to him. Flip side, flip side is now every NFL team has film on him that yeah. wasn't available before. Yeah. So so um it is because I I, I, I know people that know him. Uh, I know people that that have been there with Jalen Hurts, with the good and the bad. They say nothing but glowing positive things about him. And in terms of how he carries himself, uh, he is someone that doesn't rattle easily. I think actually how how dumb this may this this may be a dumb example, but I think it it's an example of Jalen Hurts. Do you remember the situation in Washington when that gate fell and all those yeah, people yeah. spoke oh, out? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He, he was pretty much yeah, yeah, he didn't do that. No. He was pretty much well, very compare that to Matthew Stafford at the Super Bowl parade. Now Matthew probably had a few tied on, but that <laughs> poor photographer <laughs> fell off the stage and he was like, Oh, and you know, bad reaction. Yeah. Jalen hurts. Even Steven. Know, that's yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, so, it's and I think that speaks, yeah, I think that speaks of who he is. I think that speaks of his personality. And I'd like to believe um, the new Jalen hurts, the improved Jalen hurts. Um, when the heat is on, when the shoulder pads are on, 
when the when the snorting <laughs> defensive ends are coming down and breathing down his neck, I have a sense he's going to be able to deal with it better. I have a sense that he's reached a greater comfort zone this year, and that's what makes me believe that ranking is pretty. I, I, it, it, he he may be. I'm not going to say top ten, but he may be close to it. And um, the Jalen Hurts that we saw is going to turn around, and, and and I like to think I think at times he's going to be able to turn around and execute the type of passes that we, you know, you you, you happen to see John down at the uh, the OTAs uh, a month ago. Yeah. Um, the things point in that direction um, in terms of his makeup, in terms of uh, everything that the Eagles have put around him. Now it's just a matter of obviously it's just a matter of what we see and and what happens when things reach real time. Yeah, and I go back to with Jalen Hurts. I go back to Carson Wentz from this perspective, <laughs> and you're very close to John yeah. DiFilippo, and uh, <laughs> you know, wink twice if he was one of the guys that were that you were talking to yesterday. But I know John um, is 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 just a he is a bear when it comes to mechanics. I mean, uh, when it comes to improving. Uh, a quarterback's fundamentals, footwork, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, Carson Wentz, before the 2017 season, went to work out with Tom House and Adam Daydu and, and Daydow, however you pronounce his name. I'm sorry, Adam, in, in Southern California. Uh, and they're supposed to be sort of the, the standards for guys who can improve your mechanics. And that's what Jalen Hurts did this offseason. We all knew how it helped. Uh, Carson Wentz and oh by the way once John left once the pandemic started Carson didn't keep up on that so I think with all the other stuff of you know the injuries the personality he didn't keep on top of his mechanics which weren't very good when he came into this league and he regressed Jalen Hurts is trying to improve these mechanics if he can if he can take that step if he can be consistent with it I think he's got a chance to be a good passer in this league. Yeah. The positive John, is he works at it. Yeah. And John, the other thing that I sense from him and, and we saw in contrast to the two with uh, Carson Wentz and Carson Wentz is still, I cringe by saying this, but I got to be real about it. Carson Wentz at this stage of his career, obviously he's a, he's a, he's a vested NFL veteran has, has better skills. He's at a higher skill level than Jalen Hurts is right now. But again, this was interesting, um, and we all saw this. Uh, Wentz would walk off the field, uh, soaking head down, whatever, sticking his face in the iPad. <laughs> but you noticed here, and this is from uh, two former Eagles offensive coaches telling me, when Hertz would walk off the field, he would want that immediate input from people. He wants the feedback. What did I do right? What did I do wrong? And he would ask question upon question upon question. He wanted it constantly. And you know something? I don't think that's going to change in the young man. I got a feeling that's going to that's going to continue, and that's going to tell me, and that tells me, you know, I, he's the kind of guy he can go. He can go. There's going to be. Well, I don't think it's going to happen, but hypothetically, he can go 21 for 22. The, the, the one incompletion is going to gnaw at him. He, what, what did I do wrong mechanically? What didn't I see right? And he wants that input. And he's going to feed into it. He wants to be yelled at. He wants to be coached hard. Yeah. These are all the things. Well, 
quite a bit of some of the things that we, we didn't see in the other guy. And that's why I say his trend is going upward. Yeah, you remember the game last year. I forget which game it was, but everybody, Nick was screaming at Jalen Hurts coming off the field like he had a Giants hat on and, and at a Haddonfield tennis court. He was screaming right in his face. That's number three, Jody. Um, screaming right in his face, and Jalen Hurts was even Steven, just walked right by, um, knew it was a, an emotional moment. Um, and Nick always brings up, He's a coach's kid, you know, his dad's a coach. So he kind of has that, that willingness to listen more than maybe some other guys who, (laughs) you know, how young, young players come up today. I'm not just picking up. Yeah, Yeah, I I got it. Yeah. You do a lot of work with high school. Oh my God. Yeah. And they're coddled from a very early age in, in, in this, in this sort of generation. Yeah, but I also know sometimes, and here I'm going to bring two examples up. Um, one, Jeremiah Trotter Jr. Um, he, you know, the old man, you know, Trotter's oh, yeah. kid. Oh, you yeah. Know, uh, and, and this was this is a great story. Marvin Harrison Jr., who, by the way, he's going to be starting as a sophomore. Philly area kid, St. Joe's Prep, the whole bit. Starting as a true sophomore for St. Uh, 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 Ohio, Ohio, State. Ohio State. So his first start was the Rose Bowl against USC. And just spectacular. I think uh, Marvin Jr. had three touchdowns. Spectacular. He does. He does great. And um, people are recognizing him in the L.A. airport as he's he's, he's taking the uh, cross country flight back to Philadelphia. And he lands in Philly. And there's his dad, Marvin Harrison Sr., the the Hall of Famer unpacking you know his son's bags and putting his son's bags in the car and marvin gets in the passenger side seat and marvin senior gets in you know he's driving his son home and then marvin's getting you know right you know dad's gonna lavish all these praise on him and all this other stuff and marvin turns around and tells his son marvin jr you got to work on the blocking <laughs> because in the, in, in the early yeah. part of that game in the rose bowl marvin jr was was now i think for a holding penalty and um the true potential superstars get that feedback. And, yeah. and it goes back to Jalen because Jalen got that feedback. You can see Jalen Hurts in the same situation. You could see him. I'll tell you what. You could see Jalen leading the Eagles in the Super Bowl and him coming back to Texas. The old man picking him up from the airport and saying, you know, that third and four down at the 38. <laughs> Got to work on that. So you could see that happening. As a matter of fact, I'm going to project very strongly that it probably does happen. And that's what's going to make Jalen Hurts potentially a very special player. All right, Joey, let me ask you about the expectations for this upcoming season. Expectations change from the time one season ends until the next one starts. They've gone in one direction with the Eagles, and that's up. Ari Roseman's had a nice offseason, uh, mm-hmm. made a great trade, made some good free agent acquisitions, had a really good draft. Eagles' expectations are significantly up from where, certainly where last season started and mm-hmm. even from where this past season finished. Added expectations means added pressure on the football team as well, on the mm-hmm. coaching staff, on the players. 
are they up to what is becoming more of a pressurized season? Expectations are up. They're supposed to be a playoff team. McDonald, McMullen, and Santa Laquita all have winning double-digit games and potentially winning the division. How is this Eagle team, coached by Nick Sirianni and all his uh, buddies, how are they going to handle the pressure of 2022? I think they're going to handle So, what happened to Joe? He just uh, disappeared on us. Just popped up. Just it happens. It's been one of those weeks, Jody. But uh, yeah, the expectations are, you know, that can work in two different directions, Jody. And I think I think the start is going to be a lot. We started the show about the odds and, you know, being favored. Um, you know, if they're two and two in those first four games, I think it gets difficult. Um, so I think it's important to get off to a good start. And, you know, you, you had mentioned, you know, it's one thing to look at the odds, but it's, it's you know, there's some, there's, you got to be more layered about it. And, uh, you know, I go to those first four games and, you know, you generally get three points from being at home is the traditional thought mm-hmm. process. So, you know, the Lions are, are are four point underdogs in the opener. So essentially they're saying the Eagles are a touchdown better. But then you go to week two, the Eagles are favored by three. So what they're saying there is Minnesota is essentially even with the Eagles uh, from a for, from a talent perspective, which I don't necessarily agree with, but that's what they think at this point. And and then at Washington uh, Eagles are favored by three, so they're significantly better. Uh, we know Jacksonville uh, will coming in as a heavy underdog. So, you know, it better be three and one coming out of those first four games where things can get pretty hot pretty early, I'll just tell like you they why, did last year. I'll tell you why I think the numbers are the first two games that you threw out. The, the, the Lion game, I think, is right on point. Um, the reason why the Vikings – or pick them if you add the three points in for the Eagles being at home. One of the things in Jimmy Kemsky's dumpster fire uh, article yesterday on the Eagles, which again, for those of you who haven't read it, you got to check it out, phillyboys.com. Great every single year. He takes the four divisional teams and just rips them all to shreds, including <laughs> the Eagles, not just the commanders and the Cowboys and the Giants. And he does a good job of burying all three of those teams. He also takes his pot shots at the Eagles, just to be fair. And across the board, um, he did point out Eagles against above average quarterbacks last year, National Football League, not good. Yeah. Whenever they faced a top half of the league quarterback, it usually ended up with the Eagles on the short end of the scoreboard when the game was over and done with. The schedule this year looks favorable, at least early on with the Eagles. Um, but uh, as far as quarterback goes, Kirk Cousins is still, I know people don't love Kirk Cousins, but he is one of the more effective quarterbacks in the National Football League. They got a real nice passing game in Minnesota. That's why I think the Eagles are only um, a three-point choice at home. All right, Joey, before we let you run. Sorry about that. My phone overheated. (laughs) Your phone? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Keep that thing charged. If you could, just answer the the last question I asked before uh, you dropped off there. Pressure on the Eagles this year. Now that expectations mm-hmm. have been ratcheted up because of a very successful offseason. How is this team going to handle pressure in 2022? And as Johnny noted, they're supposed to go 4-0 out of the gate. They've got mm-hmm. four 
winnable games to start the season. They're going to be favored in all four of, four of them. If they're not 4-0, and oh, if they're 3-1, and one, they can probably live with it. If they're 2-2, two and two, all the pressure pressure's going to get ratcheted up real fast here in town. How do you see this roster, this coaching staff handling added pressure this year? I think they're going to handle it well. First off, you have a base. You have a good foundational base in Kelsey and Lane Johnson, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham. They're guys that have been here before. They're guys that could that, that, that they'll lend to that stability. This is a team that was facing that same pressure. Again, you know, they, they, they faced a portion of it, I would say, last year with how they started and how they responded to it. Uh, they didn't sink. They didn't turn around, and, and everybody thought the season was leading to, to disaster, and it didn't. And that, again, goes to a credit to Sirianni and what he's willing to do. We saw him, and this is something, again, that was brought up you know, yesterday with some of the some of the folks that I spoke to is, again, his ability and his willingness to adjust. Because, again, guys, we know uh, the old school codgers, the old school guys don't always don't always adjust the way he did last season. So I think that says something about Sirianni. It says something about this team. And in terms of pressure, you know, this is Philadelphia. These guys know, or at least most of these guys know, and I think Jalen Hurts knows by now. And even Devonta Smith, you know, who's going to be entering his second season, they know there's going to be heat anyway. Uh, it comes with the territory, literally. And and I think, again, with that veteran core that they have, it's always going to be a stabilizing factor. Uh, I got the impression, and John, you, I think you would, you, you would, you would know this, um, is that I, I think Sirianni leaned quite a bit on the veterans last season. And if something were, if something weren't to go the way expected, I think Sirianni would go back to those guys again. And um, hey, listen, this is your team. I'm the coach, but this is your team, guys. You guys are going to be the ones that are going to be dealing with this. And I think they did a very good job of it in adjusting last season. And I think they're going to be able to deal with it well this year. It's just a matter of doing it now when when when, it, when the balls are flying for real. Yeah. And I think you're right. I think people underrate Jason Kelsey, Fletcher Cox, players like that. Even Brandon Graham. Brandon got hurt, but he never left. He was there every day. So a lot of guys just sort of recede into the background uh, when they get injured. You always hear about guys, they don't feel like they're part of the team. Brandon was a part of the team. Yeah, uh, He was there rehabbing every day. Um, that veteran leadership, he brought it up earlier with Malcolm, who might be the standard of it all. Yeah. Um, it's always, always very important. Always. Yeah. yeah. So... He wears his banana hat proudly. Yes. That's why we like having him on the show. Oh, listen, listen, can we work this out if we, the three of us can get together with this? The Baltarage? That's why yeah. we call ourselves the trio, I, the Baltarage. Yeah. What I we like need to do, and maybe, by the way, first off, huge kudos to Antonio. That dude walked me through this yesterday, and I am like 10 thumbs, as we witnessed like five minutes ago, <laughs> sometimes when it comes to technology. But if we could work this out, and I got this from Cheers. We can get 365 on the top of each one of our bald heads. Eagles 365. <laughs> Would you guys be up for that? If I can get the three of us together, if the three of us can, I can get the three of us together, yeah. maybe get 365. That's on the top of each one of our bo- 365. Well, you got to get it. Yeah, the 365. <laughs> you could be the middle. You could be the middle <laughs> banana, Joe. Yeah. 
Yeah. As long as I don't have to wear a yellow hat, I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever you want, Santa Lucrito. Joey, good stuff. Always a pleasure, brother. You know we're going to get you on before the season starts. Gotcha. Get into the preseason. We'll be calling again. Super Super thanks, guys. Have a good holiday. Billy voice and bleeding green nation. And yeah, it made me a little nervous. I just read the headline and I know you should. I've only been saying that on the air for 30 years. Yeah. Don't just read Read the headline. Don't react to the headline. Read the entire story, nitwit. But I saw that headline. I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Where is Santa Laquita going with this? The next T.O. A.J. Brown. Yeah, by the way, that's both good and bad. So, Jody, I want you, I want to read you the tweet that started it all before we get to break. So, yesterday was AJ's 25th birthday. Uh, for those who don't know, so happy birthday to AJ Brown. He's only 25 years old, which is phenomenal, uh, considering where he is in his career. Uh, so he said, it's not even June 30th, to be honest. Laugh out loud. It's, it's really 13 months in a year. And I don't think nobody knows what day or year it really is, laugh out loud. So maybe it's my birthday or maybe it isn't, a little smiley face. Maybe I'm 25 or 18, who knows? <laughs> and it went on from there. And he started, then he started explaining what I was saying. And he's right, as I said, a, 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 a day is not really 24 hours. A, a year is not really 365 days. We just round those things off. And he was trying to explain that to people, and it went down a wormhole. And then he deleted some tweets, and it got got all out of whack. That's why I went. Did he go flat earth on us? No, he didn't go flat earth. Please tell me we aren't looking at another Kyrie Irving situation here in Philadelphia with A.J. Brown. He did not go You saw what happened with Kyrie in the Nets yesterday. He was asked specifically about flat earth, and he said no. The, the earth is round. The earth well, at, at it's least probably not round. It's probably not perfectly round either. But at I least digress. he's got that going for him. Don't yeah. don't don't scare me like that, Santa Liquido. Don't scare me like that, AJ Brown. It just he was helping him. Joe out with the tweets. He wasn't helping the Eagle fans out. That's just me. But uh, I'm a conformist, so I guess uh, I don't challenge. Yeah, you got to open your mind, Jody. Got to open your mind. Yeah. Now everybody can Google this. Google the actual time of a day or the actual year. It is not 24 hours. It is not 300. Of course, it's 24 hours. uh, And anyone who says otherwise is. It is not, Jody. That is a man made label. That is. Hold on. Let me check. Oh, yes, I'm a man. So I have no problems with that being. I accept that as my but label. My point, and I accept the labels that my fellow man create. That's, AJ that's Brown, a, don't know how long a day is. Yeah, I'm that's, sorry. That's, I'm, not li- I'm not lining up with them. Now uh, I'm going to have to do the research and give you exactly how long a day is. I'm going to do that in a break. You, you work on that big guy. All right. He's John McMullen. I'm Jody McDonald. You're Mac and Mac. Birds 365, guys. Uh, we'll come back. A couple more things I want to run by Johnny Mac. A little later in the show, we're going to have our buddy Bob Groats from the Delco Times. Now, see, he's a man's man. He's not going to question. Around. There's not 24 hours in a day. No, Groats is going to tell us exactly how many hours there are in the day. Uh, love when we have Bob Groats on. He of the Delco Times going to join us a little later here on Birds 365.
Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. All right, did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake a mama. Mama, go up, mama! <laughs> She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Appreciate you streaming on in here on Bird Street 65, a football Friday. McMullen and McDonald hanging with you. Uh, feel free to go ahead and hit that like button. If you tune into the show, if you follow us, if you come on the stream, if you enjoy the Eagles conversation on a day-in, day-out basis, why the hell wouldn't you hit the like button? You're here. There's got to be something you like about us. So go ahead and hit the like button. It will uh, help us out down the road. All right. Uh, speaking of down the road, J.M., um, I know this is going to have no impact whatsoever on the upcoming Philadelphia Eagles season, and that's what everybody's focused in on. How good can we be in 2022? Something happened yesterday that's going to have an effect on Eagles seasons going forward. USC and UCLA Ugh. have left the Pac-12 to uh, go to the Big Ten. I hate that, by the way, but I know where you're going. These nonsense. I think I know where you're going. These nonsense fans. I don't want another Pac-10, Pac-12 receiver, blah, blah, blah. Now, now they're not in the Pac-12. You can't say that anymore. Right. Um, I just want to know where the hell college football is going. Are we going to, I'm going to sound probably like A.J. Brown here. Are we going to mega two conferences? It's going to be the Big Ten, which is going to have 25 teams. And the SEC, which is going to have 25 teams. What the hell? The, the, yeah. It annoyed me to no end that the Pac-10 became the Pac-12. Pac and, uh... and now they're going to go back to being the Pac-10, which could make it easier on me. Um, 
And oh, by the way, it always has been at least in part regional. You've got all these teams in the middle of the country, and then you got two teams on the West Coast. What what is I yeah, can't I, I don't I don't like it. And I know people get upset. And obviously, I think we're both more in the old school camp and we're both older, and people say, Well, you just you got to get with the times and all that. Here's here's the problem with those kind of people who don't understand the history of or tradition of college football. That's a big part of the popularity. If you just wake up one day when some 18-year-old uh, woke up and there's 100,000 people in Alabama and say, oh, that's pretty cool. I want to be in Alabama. Well, there's a reason Alabama's Alabama, because of the history and tradition. And the same thing with USC, same thing with UCLA, out west. Notre Dame, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Penn State here, 105,000 people. You know, there's a history and tradition of college football. And if you take it away, whether it's NIL, whether it's screwing up the game from that standpoint, whether it's mashing up the conferences, you affect that history and tradition. So you want one thing. You don't want to watch, as I said, Jody, you don't want to watch the Birmingham Stallions part 17 and sort of a pseudo before NFL developmental league versus the Columbus Buckeyes or whatever you want to call them. Um, you want to see Alabama versus Ohio State. And if you want to see that, you have to realize you better preserve it. Because if you don't preserve it, it's going to go away. And I don't think people are doing a good job of preserving it. Well, I'll give both UCLA and USC credit for yesterday because they moved on Moss or they're going to move on Moss to a new conference and they're keeping their own rivalry in place. But there are other rivalries that are going to go by the board that are no longer going to be in place in the pack. 12, which used to be the pack 10, which is now going back to be in the pack that it's just tremendously confusing. And yeah, the thing that bothers me about it, and I get it, the world goes around and around and around, or does it? I guess I'll have to consult A.J. Brown. Uh, it's because of money. It makes the world go around every single day. And those two universities are big enough that they can join forces and they can jump into a bigger TV contract for upcoming seasons. And It just, yeah, it flushes tradition down the you-know-what because they're going for money grabs because they want to be part of a bigger conference with a bigger TV contract and the like. And it just, I'm looking at it from an Eagle perspective, a national football league perspective. College football is an entity into itself. I enjoy it greatly on a week in week out basis, but every time I watch a college game, I look at it with half an eye on how good a pro is this guy going to be? How is he going to fit in to the national football league? Could he help a team like the Philadelphia Eagles? It's just such a corporate business. It's all about money. It's less about football than yeah. it used to be. And that bothers the hell out of me. Well, and by the way, the one thing, you know, the NFL's obviously has tremendous popularity, but they don't have the atmospheres college football does. They do not have the atmospheres, the major college football. I'm talking, you know what I'm talking about. I'm, when Alabama plays Auburn, when Alabama plays Georgia, those SEC rivalries, when uh, Ohio State plays Michigan, when Notre Dame plays USC, they don't have 
those environments. It might get raucous and big playoff games, but it ain't like that. It ain't like that. And and part of it is because of that. Not part of it. All of it is because of that history and tradition. If you want to lose it, fine, lose it. I don't care. It's not going to bother me. What do I care? I'll be disappointed. But if you don't realize what it is and how it got there, don't pretend like why are we? these are at the end of the day educational institutions i think still why are we if if it's all about money if it's all about paying the kids if it's all about getting the tv money make a league it's not going to be as fun you're not going to like it you're going to make up these weird names and 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 you know have these weird cities enjoy it it's not going to be fun. I, I guarantee you that. I'll help to make your argument. Um, one of the most energized days I've ever spent on the planet was when I went to an LSU football game. I was down in Baton Rouge with the wife. In-laws lived down mm-hmm. there at the time. Her brother was an LSU graduate and the like. And we had uh, a pregame tailgate five hours before kickoff had started. And, oh, by the way, kickoff was 1 o'clock in the afternoon. LSU was famous for night games down there, but uh, on this given Sunday, it was 1 o'clock. So we were there at 9 o'clock in the morning, 9 a.m., for a 1 o'clock kickoff, and you could feel the excitement. Now, this is September, first weekend, except, like, it wasn't uh, Labor Day weekend, but the weekend after, and a day game and against Texas A&M, which at the time was still in the Big 12. Hadn't made the move over to SEC yet. And you could just feel the excitement in the air for that game. Four hours, five hours before kickoff. You should be at church at 9 o'clock in the morning on Sunday. (laughs) No, uh, Saturday morning. We were in a parking lot having a good time. People getting all excited and like. And I said to myself, if this is what it feels like in September against a non-traditional opponent, what the hell does it feel like when Alabama comes in here for a November Saturday night game. It's got to just be nuts. And I've been on a lot of uh, pro uh, game day parties. Yeah, it's not even comparable. With all due respect, it's the one thing, same thing with college basketball versus pro basketball. Um, You can't, um, when the atmosphere of Duke, North Carolina, you can't compete with that. You just can't. Um, now the play is better in the pros, the players are better, uh, but you don't have that same environment and people want, they want their cake and they want to eat it too. Uh, and if you keep going down this road and make everything about money, then it becomes professional. And if it's fully professional, make it professional. Well, they are kind of doing that with NIL on the college football level. So uh, I, I at least uh, am happy for the players that they're getting a little bit of a bite out of the apple because let the them play in the are... NFL. Yeah. Let them play in the NFL. 18 year olds get to do whatever they want. Right. So, you know, they can go out and get a job and work wherever they want. If they're capable of playing in the NFL, just let them play in the NFL. Yeah, stage. but uh, all right, we can go off on this tangent. We got a couple minutes here before uh, Bob Groats. Well, I got to go off. I got to defend AJ Brown. So this is from NASA, Jody. A side real day, NASA, twenty three hours and fifty six minutes. 
which a side reel day is every time the earth completes a 360 degree rotation that takes 23 hours and 56 minutes. Now the solar day is the and one. How many, and how many seconds? If they're going to break it down to three, uh, 20. Yeah, there actually is. I sent you that. I sent you the site that does it, that breaks it down into milliseconds. There's a site. Now they're breaking down the solar day. The solar day is the one humans count on the calendar. And that happens when the earth spins just a little bit further. So they make it 24 hours, um, essentially. And, and there's a, there's even, there's even a clock that, Dents it down for the solar day to the milliseconds. And it's, it's, yeah, it's pretty unbelievable. Yeah, I'll live with the round off 24 hours. Well, that that's what everybody that's, does. That's just except AJ Brown for me. But I'm saying Brown. he's not, and uh, NASA. All yeah. I'm saying is he's not crazy. That's all when, I'm saying. When I let NASA start to dictate the way that I look at time, yeah, no, it's not going to happen. They're, um, they're pretty smart, Jody. but your point, your point about um, uh, really letting players uh, be able to uh, jump into the fray and become professional. No, I think that's a good thing that the National Football League does. So do I. Even so do though I. the game <laughs> is becoming less and less physical with every passing year, it's more uh, leaning toward skills and ability to jump and speed and everything else the physicality of football becomes less and less every single year it's still a really physical game and the fact that they hold the players out with their ability to join the league until three years after their high school graduation is a good thing because if you let guys come into the league they'd have some physical capability some would be superstars some would come in and what would be their sophomore season in college football, they uh, go for 1,200 yards receiving in the National Football League. But there'd be guys who come in who aren't physically ready, who would end up getting hurt, would make it more difficult to manage a roster. I think that's absolutely one of the strong suits of the NFL, that they've held the ground on. You need to be three years out of high school before you're eligible to come play in our league. I think it's a good thing, not a bad thing. Yeah, I agree. It's a good thing. But, uh, I, you know, you have to make a decision on these types of things. I, I think in, in the NBA, it's a lot easier uh, for, for you because I think, do you think you have to be more uh, fully developed physically to play football, even though it's gotten, as you mentioned, it's not nearly as physical, but you see the difference of 22 year old kids coming in and especially on the offensive line. You always say Andre Dillard, you know, perfect example. He comes in at 305 pounds. He's not strong enough to play in the NFL. He's not strong enough. He's got to get, he's got to get in the, the the weight room and 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 get stronger to deal with some of the the physicality in the league. Um, you know, you go all the way back to Moses Malone and old Sixer spans will remember Daryl Dawkins, and then it was Kevin Garnett. It, it went away for a while. And, and and you said to yourself, wow, high school kid, really? And Kevin Garnett turned into Kevin Garnett. Took a while, but he turned into – took a while for Kobe Bryant. Um, but it's easier in the NBA. I agree with you wholeheartedly, but that's the way we're going. Because there's no – there's no way to keep the college landscape the college landscape when you're just paying people like they're professionals. You're, you're going to have – what Nick Saban 
when Nick Saban went off on Jimbo Fisher and vice versa, Nick Saban wasn't talking to Jimbo Fisher personally. He was he was indicating to Alabama boosters, hey, guess what? You know, if you still want us to be Alabama, you better ante, ante up. Um, you're paying for players. Might not be overt. Yeah, the school direct. might not be doing it. Um, but you have to pay for players. And that becomes, it becomes a more, if anything, it becomes more seedy. Because if you can imagine, well, you have to get Geno Stakes or Pat Stakes to pay for the free agent to come to Philadelphia. That becomes more seedier than, hey, the Eagles are divvying out $25 million for A.J. Brown or $15 million for, for Hassan Reddick. Going down a bad, bad road with what they're doing in college. See, I, I disagree. I think it's a good road because, number one, the players are getting paid. And on the highest level of college football, the players kind of deserve to be paid because they're helping generate millions Borderline billions. We're talking about billion-dollar TV contracts within the next 10, 15 years. They should get a little bite at the apple. So it's a good thing. And I think it also keeps the peace of those who are looking to uh, go in and sue the National Football League. I should be able to be able to uh, become a National Football League player when I'm 18. If they're less likely to do that because you can go to college and make money, too, via NIL money. That is going to preserve both of the two entities. Kids will more likely stay in college, not fight, be fighting to go to the NFL at an age that is probably not advantageous for them or the NFL. And it makes it easier for the NFL to stand strong on there. You got to have three years out of high school before we're going to let you Look, in. I'm, well, I'm I think that's you. a good thing. If you generate money, you should be able to be a part of it. I have no problem with that. So it's a very difficult uh equation because there's always unintended consequences so you know i always talk about to me college football is no fun from the perspective of we can talk here on july 1st and be pretty confident who's going to be in the college football playoff and we're going to be talking about five or six teams and maybe there's one surprise every once in a while like cincinnati last year um i don't like that i don't like it it's only going to get worse um you know, Alabama is going to be Alabama. Oklahoma is going to be Oklahoma. Ohio State is going to be Ohio State. A few others that you know. Uh, and that's it. And you can have fun during the, the regular season talking about, I don't know, you know, insert team name Missouri against Minnesota or whatever. They're not relevant. They never will be relevant. Rutgers here locally, never. Temple. Never. They might have an up season. They might win eight games. You might jack up the people on North Broad Street and the seven million Temple alums that uh, are in the media, and they might get excited, but uh, they're not going to be relevant ever, ever. Here's the one, and we're getting off on a uh, college football tangent. We'll jump back into the Eagles in just a couple of minutes because Bob Groats is going to join us. Here's where I do agree with you um, that and college football is losing out a little bit. And I screamed, shoot, I've been doing the sports talk radio thing uh, or sports talk YouTube thing uh, for 30 plus years. The entire time I've been saying we need a playoff in college football. The fact that 
voters got to decide who won a national championship, as educated as they may be, I thought was ridiculous. You have to decide it on the field. You have to let somebody win a championship actually playing the game. So I've been a major advocate for a playoff forever, and I still would like to see it get to eight teams rather than four, but bowl games are completely irrelevant now. Ah. And that's, if you're a Temple guy, that's what you're hoping for, right? You're a Temple grad. You supported the program. You went to the games. You're graduated. You're doing well in life. You still go back to the game. You want your team to go to a bowl game. Bowl games are nothing now. It, they used to actually have some meaning and a little bit more emphasis and gravitas. A bowl game means nothing. They, the Temples can't sell bowl tickets. No, People aren't no. going to go to see the They're like USFL land. games. You look at the stands and, you know. They get a couple sponsors. Yeah, we can put on a game. Come, yeah. come to El Paso in in January. That's about the extent of it. Right. If it's Miami, I might show up. But you right. wait, wait. You want me to go to El Paso for a bowl game? <laughs> That's my getaway as a Temple. Of... Yeah, I'm not doing that anytime soon. All right. Uh, he's John McMullen. I'm Jody McDonald. We are the Mac and Mac Birds three sixty five guys. Oh, we're bringing in a heavy hitter next. It's our buddy Bob Groats from the Delco Times. Continue the Eagle conversation here on Birds 365. News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. All right, did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, I go to left, fake them out. Mama, go up, up, up. She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. 
go for the hit, go for the fans, go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. You got the Mac and Mac guys, McBowen and McDonald. Here we go, Bird 365 on a football Friday. There he is, Bob Gross to the Delco Times, good enough to jump aboard with us. And it's funny, Johnny, because you and I were just talking about college football. So I go to Gross's uh, Twitter real quick to see if you guys still got anything that he's been hitting on of late. Here's a pic- picture of Arch Manning. And Bob Gross's question is, how much do you think he's going to be getting in NIL? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. From Texas, as big a football program as there is on the planet, you don't think Arch is going to be paid significantly to commit to the Longhorns? You are 100% right, Bob Groats. Yeah, I'm hearing that he's got a oceanfront property in uh, Sarasota. <laughs> Sarasota, they got to go Galveston at least. Ocean. I don't think Sarasota has an ocean. That'd be Gulf yet. Coast, yeah. St. Pete, right. yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, but Arch is going Arch is gonna be just fine. Um, and the University of Texas is gonna be just fine. But Bob Groats, where are you right now? Are you down the shore? Where, no, where no, are you? I, I'm in uh Italy. Look at the Italy, the, Tuscany, the cafe behind me. Yeah, yes. I'm at I'm at a cafe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. You were, no, you I'm, were I'm back home. I'm all back right. home. Because yeah. you were down the shore. You didn't make it to Jason Kelsey's celebrity bartending event. No, they they had the bridge. The drawbridge was raised between uh, Sea Island and Avalon. So was I it? Stayed, well, I stayed on I the Avalon side. Yeah, yeah, there was there was a parking, uh, not a parking, but there was a traffic jam to get on the bridge. So I took the easier, softer way. <laughs> and That's it was why you're hot. a smart man. You're it smart was hot, yeah, it was and hot. I'm telling you, the bugs were unbelievable, man. I, you know, those green heads. Man, you know, that's the thing about the shore. Uh, a- after a couple of days down there and getting bit by all those big flies. Yeah, those man, flies, I mean, man. They are, I'm asking they are, myself, what, what's the appeal? You know, They are tough. They yeah, are tough. You got, you got a point, because there have been days I've been down the shore when I just yeah. said, nope, not going to the beach. Uh, there's this beautiful ocean 200 yards from where I'm sitting. I'm not going out. I'm st- I went out. I got bit twice. See you later. Bye. I'm going back into the house. Now, shame on you. You should have braved that to get over there to uh, see Jason Kelsey and raise some money for a good charity. You got to be a tougher guy than that, Bob Groats. But I, hey, I mean, just I, generally speaking, I think you make a fair point. I donate at the Acme. You know, every time they ask me if I want to give an extra, you know, extra whatever. Yeah. Or as well, the comedian know, yeah, said. Yeah. Yeah, I I go to the other door. I'm a bad person, Bob. Yeah, I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to, you know. I I I want to get, but if I don't have anything in my pocket, I'll walk to the other door, so I don't have to be that, you know, you know what that just walks by them and doesn't say anything. Yeah, well, there, there, there are some know how stores. petty I am. Now There's, that they don't even give yeah. you bags at yeah. the grocery store, that's right. You gotta bring your yeah. own. They're killing their uh, fundraising for charities because people right. are going in and out and already ticked off because they had to bring in their yeah. own bag. Yeah. So uh, shame on the groceries. What do they yeah. do with those marijuana dispensaries in uh, New Jersey, Jody? I mean, you don't get any. They're not giving out bags anymore. What do you do? You got to put your hands out. <laughs> What's the deal? 
No plastic bags, Bob. Since the next no. time I go into one would be the first time I would go into well, one. No, I'm just I'm saying. sorry I can't answer your question, Bob Groats. You gotta, you gotta, you just, you gotta use one. They didn't of those. think this out. That's what I'm yeah. saying. They yeah. didn't think this out. I agree with. You gotta that. walk out of the dispensary with weed in your hands, or put it in your pocket. I mean, that ain't good. Come on, guys. <laughs> this, is why, this is why I see you got Jody going. This is why. But what right. are you, where are you with the paper straw, Bob? I don't, I don't like the paper straws either. You know paper the paper straw. straws. Yeah. yeah, I'm not a straw guy. I, yeah. you know. I'm, 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 I'm down on the paper straws. I'm a, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a straw guy at all. Yeah, I've had to deal with that. All right, Groats, let's talk some football. Expectations up for the Philadelphia Eagles. People are putting out lists, top seven rosters in the game, favoritism in more than. Uh, double-digit number of the 17 games they're going to play this year. Is the pressure being ratcheted up on the Philadelphia Eagles as we speak? I guess I guess you could say that. I I still, you know, I, I think some of this um, some of this optimism is delusional. I mean, I don't, you know, I, I really, let's be honest about this. If you look at that team, they got a really good offensive line, right? But all it takes is one injury. They do. I mean, they do. Look at the backups, you know. So those guys got to play. They all got the good backups. What are you talking about? The backups Where? get hurt all the time. Compared to Dillard, other teams, but you know, Dillard they are gets, what they are. Dillard gets hurt in practice, and he then does. Jack Driscoll. Jack, you know, you're going to get two or three games out of him, and then he's going to be out for six, six, seven weeks. But all right, but here's the point: those guys, if they can go all seventeen, they got the best offensive line in the division. And you're going to win some games. The, the wide receiver core, I think they got two wide receivers. I, how can they be a top five wide receiver core when you got you only got two guys? I mean, they're really good. You know, Brown and uh, and Devontae Smith are really good, but the rest of those guys, let's be let's be honest about. This. Yeah, I think I mean, people are overrating quite. Yeah, Zach Pascal. You know, yeah. um, come on. Have you have you listened to Nick Tor- Sirianni talk about Pascal? <laughs> He's going to be blocking for A.J. Brown on the jet sweeps, sweeps if he gets in there. And Greg Ward, you know, he's a leadership guy. I, I'd rather have Jalen Rager than either of those guys, you know. Jalen Rager? Talk, we haven't mentioned Jalen Rager in I'm a just while. saying, you know, so, so I mean, the one, you got two pretty really good. I think Devontae Smith is the best player on the team. I, I think I said that the last player. show. I think good he's player. he is a talent. So you got two really good wide receivers. You got um, you know the running backs. I like them, but you can't unless you're Tennessee. Good tight end. Good yeah, tight end. I like Goddard too. Unless you're Tennessee, you're not going to win that way you know, with running the ball. And um, and is the quarterback going to be able to throw it? We we still don't know that. I mean, I I was looking for uh, you know even in the the little warm ups they did during the OTAs, I was looking for anything I could gleaned from his delivery, his steps and everything. And he did something different every drop back. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't see any. I mean, but, it, you know, that's the, the setting was it was an OTA. So, you know, you're not all in a rhythm or anything. But uh, so, I mean, you guys got to – and look at – and the defensive line. I like the defensive line. I The guy people haven't spoken about or been talking about is Milton Williams. He's going to be really. He's not good. going to play. Where's he going to play? Uh, no, no. I Where's bet he you going to play? Milton Williams is going to get a lot of snaps. Yeah, Ooh, he's going to be good. Yeah, 20, he'll, he'll 20, probably end up. 
he'll probably end up in uh, where Brandon Graham is. I, I don't know if Brandon's going to, you know, I don't know how much juice he's going to have. So, I don't know how much Brandon or Milton are going to play. They I think Milton's gonna, Milton is going to play a bodies. lot. And then, um, and then the other guy, Sweat, he's he's the one that's going to benefit from Hassan. Oh, yeah. Josh Sweat's a good player. Yeah. Yeah, he he was, you know, if uh, if Reddick had been there last year, he would have had dub, double digit. Uh, Sweat would have had double digit. I think Jordan Davis is more important to Reddick and Josh Sweat because he's just gonna in in, in, in his he's, rookie season. He's a two down yeah. guy, John. I mean, come on, he Probably. gets winded during the warmups. Probably, but it, it, I'm he, not only talking it's about take him some time. Yeah, I agree with that. He's only going to play about 40, 50 percent of the time as a rookie, but. When he's out there, you got to double team him. You have to. Um, so that's going to open up things for the other guys. They're I'll tell you, get some, a I'll bunch tell you something else too. I've been watching some um, some of the Bradbury footage, and uh, you know, there's a reason the Giants thought that they could do without him. Be careful, Jody's a big Bradbury guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I I thought here here was my thinking on him. Whoever the Carolina <laughs> Panthers draft at cornerback is good. This guy, he he's okay. I don't know if he's good. He's okay. Well, the he's, other better, guys, he's better he, than uh, Tay Gowan and Zach McPherson. Yeah, you yeah go there's no question. And they, you know, it's a definite upgrade for for the Eagles. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and and I like this guy Tart. Looking at some of his stuff, this guy's a tackler. He's he's a pretty sure tackler. So I like what I've seen of him. Um, but the Jaquiski Tart band. I know you guys. I know you guys like the that little linebacker, Jacoby Dean. Jacoby. Jody's Jacoby. a big Jacoby guy. I'm, yeah, I'm Kobe. Yeah, Nicoby. Yeah. yeah. I don't, you know, I, I don't think he's you know what? Jody, he's not the biggest guy. I mean, this, you know, he's he's yeah, neither get neither was Aaron Donald, and he's only become the greatest football player in the history. I don't of the game. I think it's a little bit early to talk about those two guys in the same 30. breath. Yeah. You gotta you, you gotta just watch the result of the play. Stop overanalyzing the size of the play. Oh, my God, he's only 5'11". How can he play linebacker in the National Football He's not 5'11". Did you see him play, did you see him play <laughs> uh, linebacker at one of the pre, uh, most prestigious universities, playing against the best competition, won a national championship, key guy to their defense? That, that doesn't register with you? You're just worried had, about the fact that he's only 5'11"? They had five guys drafted in the first round, defensive guys. I'm exaggerating a little bit. No, they did. The didn't they have five? Was the five? Yeah, it was five. It was he's uh, going uh, to be the best out of all of them. And he went in the third round, and all those other guys went he's in the first He's got to be better than that guy from the Chargers who led the Chargers in tackle. I mean, there's something that I would not put at the top of my resume. Yeah. So you're I not a because you're a white fan. I led the guys Chargers in tackles. Now, I, 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 the Kobe team's got a chance to be a good linebacker, you know. But I think it's going to take a while. I don't. I don't think it's going to be any giant is he, splash is, as a rookie. Do we know if he's even healthy? I mean, he no, we don't. He, he barely did anything. Yeah, in I OTAs. mean, so remember how he was right. really impact. You know, he wanted to play down <clears throat> the injury concerns. Yeah, he was and conflicted. It, remember, yeah, he didn't yeah. know who to take in the third round. I mean, the yeah. second round. The second round. Yeah. Oh, he knew who who to take. Take the stick and offensive lineman. He admitted that if it comes yeah. down to offensive line or defensive line. Well, he said he was conflicted though between yeah. those guys. Yeah, he wasn't conflicted. Yeah, and uh, and oh, by the way, one of these days he's going to sign, right? 
Uh, Cam Jurgens, yeah. He'll yeah. sign two days before camp, just like Landon Dickerson last year. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be concerned about that. But uh, getting back to the linebackers, Bob, you're trying to get us off track here. Well, no, so you my, have... my whole point, though, was I, I think this talent is vastly overrated, you know. All right. But Who's if I get these ratings, you... is, is this if... pro football focus? Because... Pro football focus, top oh, seven. For God's sakes. Top seven uh, <laughs> yeah. roster in the NFL. But I want to I whittle you down the linebacker because you're ripping Jody's guy. So we have three possibilities, T.J. Edwards, Kaiser White, N'Kobe Dean. Of those three, who are the two who are going to play the most next season? Well, it'll, it'll be um, – well, Edwards will be one of them. Um, the other guy, if Kaiser's playing a lot, that's, that's not bad. good. That's, that's bad. Good. Yeah. But he might but, – but he might – he's going to play more than Dean, and I'll tell you why. Dean is going to get hurt. <laughs> That's his M.O. That could be. That could be. But it's nice to have some depth. That's how you get the seventh best roster, Bob. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I told you about the depth. I'm not, I don't even know. I don't even know if they have uh, – they, they barely have, you know, except for the defensive line, they barely have 11 starters on uh, defense. <laughs> I, so. I'm pretty sure I know where this one's going to go, but I'll give you a chance to be negative about another guy. How do you like the Eagles punting game? Bob Groats. Yeah. Yeah. They need to go. Yeah, We all know that they need to upgrade that. Yeah. Because, um, you know, to, although, you know, I respect Miles Sanders and what he says, they're, they're not star team. The Eagles aren't unstoppable. Yeah. So they're going to need a, they're going to need a pretty good punter. All-star. Let's talk about all-star team then. Uh, what is miles? Uh, obviously you probably shouldn't say that kind of stuff, Bob. Uh, but you know, what, people, all-star. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think he just means that at some time in their lives, they've all been on an all-star team. <laughs> That's true. I don't I know what he was saying. I, I would have had to have been there because I would have yeah, been, but that, and that doesn't differentiate yeah. you from any other team in the league. Yeah. Everybody's got somebody who was in high school. All, every player on You're all right. 32 teams in the national football league. Has high just in. It works though. It's just, just in. Yeah. yeah I don't fits. know what the, yeah. I mean, but, you know, you can't – I mean, you, I, I wouldn't, you know, don't knock the guy for being optimistic. Uh, but, you know, this is the obviously the downtime in the NFL. And everybody's bored. Everybody's looking. And Miles is talking about all-star teams. And A.J. Brown is, is out there with conspiracy theories on how long the days are, which he's correct, correct and Jody doesn't believe. Um, and, and Nick Sirianni's – threatening to fight people on Haddonfield tennis courts. We got to get the steam back in South Philadelphia. Though. I didn't know about that. Sirianni. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. You didn't hear about that? No, I, I missed that. So what did he, what happened? Uh, a caller from Maple Shade here in South Jersey called up Joe, one of Jody's stations, WFAN. <laughs> and he's a Giants fan. And he claimed that he was wearing a Giants hat and I believe the Yankees t-shirt, if I'm correct, Jody. Yes. And Nick Sirianni was giving him the business on the tennis courts in Haddonfield, which I've been there in my youth, uh, and and said, and was threatening to fight him, which I do not believe, by the way. I do not believe for 10 seconds that Nick Sirianni is threatening some rando because he's wearing a Giants hat on a tennis court with his wife. I think it's just a blowhard. But that's the story. Whoa. 
I like the edge. I like that edge. Yeah, he's, he's you know, suppo- bring that into the season. Yeah. yeah, it's a former Bronx guy who's moved down to South Jersey who retains his New York rooting interest. Who said that Tyrione took two threatening steps toward him? Two threatening steps. Yeah, that was huge. And I heard the guy who's on WIP yesterday. He called FAN in the morning. Called WIP in the afternoon with Marks and Reese, and he attempted to explain it slash defend his stance. Yeah, it didn't wash. Didn't hold. Didn't hold the uh, water for me a little bit. Yeah, Sirianni came over as a guy who's yeah trying to have some fun with the guy. Yeah, I believe a little I I believe trash talking, and the guy took it all the wrong way and decided to make it into something that it wasn't. Yeah, nickel buster. You know what? I believe that part of it. Uh, but yeah, he's not uh, he's not dumb enough to. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe they were fake steps too. You know, you know sometimes you. you you take a couple of steps, you know, and just to see if the guy will move. Yeah. Maybe they're, uh, <laughs> the you know, I, I, can, I can appreciate that. Yeah. All right. Uh, now, uh, this this will ruin my weekend if uh, your next opinion doesn't align with mine. You've given us some some interesting takes on the Eagle players that you do like. You've jumped on that Jaquiski Tart bandwagon. Uh, I don't, don't think, think Bradford bad. can play, but you think Jaquiski Tart's can make a I think he can tackle, and they, they need a guy that can tackle back there. He's, okay. a, he's a hard tackler. Um, okay. Give me your projection for how productive a player Derek Barnett is going to be for the Eagles. Oof. There we go. He gets – there's a guy that gets hurt too, but um, there, there's no denying that this guy can set the edge, Derek Barnett. There's no denying that, Jody. He's he's really good at that, and uh, and he has, you know, when he's not committing penalties, he he's got more career penalties than sacks, which is kind of weird, you know, for a, a guy like that who who hasn't really played as as many snaps as some of the other guys. But uh, I, I think he's just a guy right now. Um, he'll he'll help him set the edge. He'll give him some depth. Um, who knows? Who knows with Hassan Reddick though? I mean, maybe that'll help. I think Reddick is a, is a good pass rusher, but I don't. You know, I, I've been hearing people say he's going to take this defense to another level. He's not that kind of guy. You know, he is not a guy that that takes a defense to another level. Or he would have he, he wouldn't have been let go. You know, they would have they would have given him all the money he wanted. But he's good. He's good. So um, yeah. Well, I mean, he's not a Bosa. He's not, you know, Khalil yeah. Mack in his prime, but exactly. he's better, and, and, and he's better are than the like Eagles have had for a long time. Well, the there's edge. no question. Yeah, he's a guy that can get to the passer. So, but uh, you need a guy, you're going to need a guy like Barnett who can set an edge too. I, Hassan Reddick can't set the edge. He, he's too little. I mean, he's well, then, uh, he's, our, a, like, he's a so pure have, pass rusher. We have Hassan Reddick, um, uh, Josh Wett, Brandon Graham. Derek Barnett. Graham can set the edge, yeah. Uh, Milton How much is he going to play, though? He's coming off a that's, serious that's injury. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Who, who's the odd man out? You said Milton's going to play a lot. Oh, uh, he's going to play a lot. And he Inside, can play defensive end, too. You got they're going to go Cox. more with that. They're going to go more with a three-man line. Right, yeah, John? but then, okay, if they go with a three-man line. Then you put think, Milton Williams. He'll be one of the guys outside on uh, obvious run But situations. who's going to sit, then? Who's going to sit? You're Does paying it. Josh Wett to sit. You're, you can't sit Hassan Reddick. He's going to be the overhang player. Oh, you, you can play. You can play uh, 
a three-man line and have uh, Reddick line up at a linebacker type of thing. Yeah, he can play yeah. Sam linebacker. You, you can have him. You can have him rushing the passer. Yeah. How many linebackers did they really use last year? Two. Yeah, two. Two off-ball linebackers. Yeah. And they are. They're going to use those overhang fronts. So they're going to use five-man fronts, four-man fronts, three-man fronts. I, I, don't get me wrong about that defensive line. You know, I I think that that is the strength. That's. But Fletcher's it's playing offensive line, then defensive line, strengths of the team. Fletcher's playing. They're not paying him fourteen million to sit. Uh, 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 Javon's playing. Guess what? If Fletcher doesn't, if he doesn't take on blockers and and do the the things that they want to do, his uh, snaps will diminish. Don't you know? Don't maybe maybe from where they were at eighty five percent when he used to play and almost he, all the time. Yeah, but, if he complains about it too. I mean, there's always the trade deadline for him. I'm kind of surprised they brought him back. I, I don't know. I don't get that. I don't think he's he's not the guy that I want influencing my young players. Really, Ooh. I Ooh. I don't like that. I don't like the, his act. I mean, you know, he wanted it. He wanted out. Did did he not? I mean, he criticized the coach. Yeah, he, didn't he may have wanted out, but he couldn't have re-signed they any made, quicker than he did. Yeah, yeah. They made him a free agent, and 24 he, hours later, he was re-signed. How badly I, did he want out? They yeah. they tried to trade him at the trade deadline, and then when they released him, there was no – I mean, there wasn't a rush of people there. I mean – Not at $14 million. It, it is a, a bit of a strange story, but – It sure is. I mean, um, it, it just – but I but if you're paying a guy that money, he's not going to sit. He's just not. Now you might trade him, as you said, at the trade deadline. They tried to trade him last year as well. Um, but early in the season, he's going to play. So you know, somebody's like got to sit. I'd like to see his contract too, because um, you know, you, you people agents will put out there that it's fully guaranteed, and uh, there's several times when there's. The, the guarantees are with incentives. You know, if you're on the roster at this oh, time yeah. and, and this time, if you're, if you're there for through eight games or whatever, you know, if you're playing this percentage of the snaps, I'd like to see that contract and, and really see what that is. But, but if it was me, I mean, that there's a guy. And, and the other thing is, didn't they, I mean, it was a cap thing as well with him, right? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. mean, it would have been a, another huge dent. Right, but they, they as soon as you release him, you take the cap hit. So the cap hit was what the cap hit was. Yeah, and they just they wanted said, to reset the No, you're a $14 contract. million dollar player. So the Eagles yeah. still believe that he's a borderline Pro Bowl level tackle for them going into the season. By yeah. The, I, by, the, by the way, Bob, $12.5 million with the signing bonus. 14 all guaranteed. So they're paying him 14. Yeah. Well, I, I don't, you think he's, you know, I, do they think he's a pro bowl guy? They're they deluded. think he's a good they're player. They're paying him 14 million. Yeah. yeah they think he's a yeah. borderline I don't, pro bowl I, guy. I, I think they know he's not what he once was, you know, when he was one of the best two or three defensive tackles in football, but they still think he's good. So you, you're not telling me that they, they don't expect a lot out of Jordan Davis. <laughs> No, I'm telling you, Milton ain't playing. Milton's got to wait to 2023 yeah. unless you got, somebody you gets got hurt. Milton, Milton Williams playing about 75 percent of the snaps. All right, I'm going to call. Like to I, you better and put John this. John and I are in the 30s. And you more. better put this tape on YouTube because I'm going to play it back for you guys before I come on about Milton Williams. Yeah, yeah. all right. No, He's going to have a better year than either of those guys. 
He's going to have more sacks than either of those guys. What about maybe, Javon? Maybe what both of Javon? those guys combined. Well, he might have more sacks. Jordan Davis is going to get sacks. I mean, oh, I don't know. okay. It's not what he's here for. It's not what he's here for. Who's going to have more sacks? Uh, Fletcher Hargrave. Cox. Fletcher J- Cox or Milton Williams. Javon Hargrave one. Uh, Fletcher Cox two. Um. Jordan Davis, three, Milton Williams, four, because Milton's not going to play. That's if everybody's healthy. I want that. Yeah. I want that's if everybody's that. healthy. Yeah. Now, if somebody gets hurt, that changes the equation. I want a piece of that. Javon Hargrave, will, will, I'll, I'll go with one. But Don't. Milton Williams is going to have more than the rest of those guys. He's not going to play. Maybe more than the rest of those guys combined. You can't, I'm not insulting Milton. He's a good – He's he would have more sacks if he was playing, but – He's well, not, you are insulting him when you say he's not going to play. I mean, with those tackles, if he doesn't play, he's going to. Oh, I'll, I'll go ahead and insult to be Bill Williams braided. right now. He's not going to play. He's not going to play <laughs> as much as Hargrave. He's not going to play as much I as can't. Davis. He's not going to play as much as Fletcher. He's you better put this. Is Tone, is tone listening? Rotation. Make sure this goes up on YouTube because I'm Oh, yeah, this we're going to save that. The only thing that I'm worried about now, Bob, is what are you guys reading? you're going to be guys... able to make it through the season alive. Because I don't know if it's going to be you're going to have to kill yourself because you've been so woefully wrong today. Or if an (laughs) Eagle fan is going to kill you leaving the press box this year because you've talked down as many Eagles as you have. It's interesting because Bob Bob talked down a lot of Eagles, but then he throws the curveball and he talks up. Milton Milton Williams Williams is going to be all pro. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hold it. I did not talk down that defensive line. Offensive line, strength of the team. He had Fletcher Cox defensive get one sack. Line, he's not That's that good. That's talking about a defensive line. This just in, Jody. He's not that good. And, and as a matter of fact, he's not, he's as, good not as, as good as he was. He once was, was but so underwhelming. He blamed the coach. Howie Roseman thinks he's good enough to earn $14 million. He yeah, was well, so underwhelming. He blamed and, the coach. And, and, I don't know and, what was going on with that. In Bob's defense, Howie might – might have not wanted to change the fat head in his office from Fletcher Cox. So maybe he kept him for that reason. Uh, Bob Groats at Bob Groats, Delaware County Times. Read him there. Uh, Jody always loves it when he come on this I program. Love Bob loves it. And you guys, you guys got to stop reading so much of that pro football focus and, and trust your instincts. You know, that's like, fair. That's here's, fair. here's what I trust my two eyes. And I watch Nicobe Dean, be the best linebacker in college football. And it wasn't at Bay State. It was at friggin' Georgia who won the national think, championship. I can't and he think was the of best another linebacker, linebacker in, in the game. And he's going to be that in the national football. I can't think of another linebacker in college football. Can you? Yeah, Channing. <laughs> uh, Jody? That, they had two linebackers. Did they both get drafted ahead of him, Jody? Yeah. I mean, uh, the it, other two Georgia linebackers. I think they did. Quincy, well, uh, they, they, they I'm got not guys, saying he's bad. Got guys I, I, like I just don't understand. Who play on the edge who are uh, Sam linebackers and like, are they really linebackers or are they pass rush? Right. That's I mean, it, it's, it's skewed. Yeah. He's yeah. a true linebacker. He is. And it, I is he better? Yeah. If he can stay healthy, he can have a good year, but I, I don't see it happening, man. I, you know, and by the way, he's not five eleven. He's like five nine. Yeah. <laughs> You you you've stood next to in him his already. Cleats. Huh? In his cleats. Right, I, uh, uh, yeah, I think I think 
Sam five Bills was 5'9", and he's going in the Hall of Fame, right? That's true. There you go. Okay. Well, but there's the game, one in a million, yeah. The right. game The game this has be two. I'm going to give him 5'11". I'm going to give him 5'11". Yeah, I don't think he's six foot, but he's I'll under give him five six. Eleven. But at five eleven, he'll be just fine. Uh, Bob Groat's a pleasure. Glad uh, that you made it home safe and sound from the shore, yeah. and you didn't get eaten alive by hey. the uh, big flies down there. But you can't wait get, until the next show, guys. You're going to get eaten alive by Eagle fans when you show up at the link this year. Uh, appreciate Not, you uh, all, on but uh, all but Milton Williams fan. Bradbury, uh, yeah, not good. Uh, Nicobe Dean. Yeah, not good. Jordan Davis never gets to the quarterback. Two down a guy. Not good. Um, but Jaquiski Dart can Fletcher. tackle. And Milt Williams is going to yeah. be a star for the Eagles this Fletcher year. Fletcher Cox, not good as well. Uh, Jaquiski Tart and Milt Williams. Well, he likes Devontae. That's the only one that you, me, and Groats are all on the same page. We all yeah. think that Devontae, with uh, the attention that A.J. Brown's going to get, could be a major breakout year for Devontae. And Smith. by the way, That's I it. like I like Milton Williams as a player. I just don't think he's going to be able to play a lot. I think he's going to be a big factor come 2023. But if guys stay healthy, there's just not going to be a path for that much playing time. That's all I'm saying. Love when Bob Groats comes on. All right, coming back, uh, Johnny Mac, Jody Mac, <laughs> going to put a uh, bow on the week and a bow on the show. Stick around. News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. All right, did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake a mama. Mama, go. Oh, mama, mama. <laughs> She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Field of Life. First Trust Bank is there for you.
Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. close to actually having an NFL 2022 kickoff to get the year rolling. Um, Coming up next week, we are off for 4th of July on Monday, so the uh, Birds 365 duo will return to the airwaves here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel on Tuesday. Johnny Mac, Sunday. I should know, I don't know. What time is the USFL championship game? I should know. I, I I think it's seven seven thirty somewhere in that range. Um, I'll put that on Twitter. I th- it's a night game. Uh, it's big Sunday, championship Sunday game. So. I will um, be on the air on CBS Sports Radio, so I'll have it on. I will not be able to pay close attention to every single snap of Philadelphia going for another championship. The town of Chip. Well, no, I guess it's been a while since we. Had a chip. Eagles, not that long ago, um, but uh, few and far between other than that. Um, yeah, by the way, uh, n- real quick program alert. Uh, the Sports Take guys are at the Ocean Casino and Resort today. They're going to do their show from there. Uh, JacobSports.com for all this info. Uh, they're opening up their new sports book down there, Jody. Nice. So the Ocean Casino and Resort, you can see. Rob Ellis, D. Gunn, Barrett Brooks live today. Uh, I saw the email. I should have mentioned that. Thank you for doing so. Um, Yeah, I can't go down. Otherwise, I would be down there with those guys. Um, And we're not going to be here on Monday, which means we're not going to be back till Tuesday. Is anything momentous going to happen with the Philadelphia Eagles between now? No, I I think that this is the time. At the end of the show, it's got to be three and two because we're not going to be back till Tuesday. Is anything going to happen? Uh, just watching the Philadelphia Stars this weekend. This is the time of the year you hope nothing happens, Jody. You don't want callers Good calling up K-Pan saying uh, WFAN, not K-Pan. Uh, I'm from Minnesota. Um, so you don't want callers calling up WFAN and, and saying the head coach is trying to fight him. You don't want A.J. Brown going on Twitter arguing with knuckleheads about the day being 23 hours and 56 minutes. You don't want any of that kind of stuff. Um, So hopefully there's nothing notable. Hopefully. That's true, because if anything, someone could be getting themselves in trouble, which we neither one of us believe Nick Sirianni did that, and hopefully uh, that uh, is the case for everyone else, except for Milton Williams. Bill, you better get out there and be doing some working out and lifting because our guy Bob Groats just lifted the bar on you. Here's where Milton Williams' game is going to have to be this year, according to Bob Groats. He's got him basically on a Pro Bowl-type level. And yes, thank you all the uh, people, not only for tuning in every single day here on Birds 365. You know we thank you for that. You can go ahead and hit that like button one more time. Um, but the contributions today, 
people hate growths. The, the people on the stream hate growths. Think they, I see, here's the thing about growths. And you know growths better than me because you sit next to him in the box every single day. I've met Bob a couple of times, uh, and he's been good enough to come on our show. Oh, he believes everything he says. There are people that say things with a purpose, that they're hot take guys, that they want you to react, that they don't truly believe what they say. Oh, no, Groats means everything he says. He just has a different filter than everybody else, and he's not a rah-rah, root-root-root for the home team if they don't win, it's a shame kind of guy. If he thinks a guy is good, like, you know, like he, who did he uh, basically, Bradbury he didn't like, uh, Nicobe didn't like D- Davis is a rookie startup course offensive line all the backups as soon as they get in they get hurt oh he took a whole bunch of people to the woodshed today but your Quisky Tart can tackle so it's not like he's just out there to to bury every single Philadelphia no he's got some guys that he likes he's got Mill Williams as a Pro Bowl player so he goes back and forth he just doesn't necessarily see it the same way you and I do And it's interesting, and I got lawn people here, so that's why I'm muting my mic. But it's interesting because, you know, he says the defensive line is really good, but then he rips Davis and Cox, and and, and he didn't rip – who else? He didn't rip – Derek uh, Barnett sets the edge. If he doesn't jump off sides, yeah, that's really good. But he played up Derek Barnett and Milt Williams, so who knows? Who knows? (sighs) I don't see it, but I still enjoy having Groats on whenever he joins us. Uh, partner, have yourself a good 4th of July weekend. You too, Jody. I know you're going to be on the air. How many times? How many shifts? 15 this Between weekend? Between now and Monday? Yeah. Six. There we I'm go. I'm on WIP the next two days with Mac now in the morning, Saturday and Sunday morning. CBS uh, Saturday night and Sunday evening. And then Monday, CBS and WIP again. So, yeah. There we go. So, yeah. you get plenty of Jody. Me, I'm going to unplug for a couple of days and have a hot dog or just just don't just don't go down and visit groats because he'll start to rub off on you so promise me you won't do that we'll be okay i love groats people should love groats i agree uh thank you very much we love you guys thanks for checking in with us here on birds 365 we'll be back in two and two which means two for tuesday we'll be back on uh birds 365 happy fourth of july everybody You've been listening to Birds 365, the destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.